0: Welcome, everyone, to the Innovation Wave podcast. We're talking with life science CEOs, founders, and influencers, and this is our debut episode. That's right, number one here. My co-host for this podcast is who I call the most connected guy in life sciences. David Crean is here. David, how are you today?
1: I'm awesome. I'm really excited to get uh, get this uh, show started. I'm excited about it. it's a it's a needed podcast in the ecosystem.
0: How does it feel to be hosting your very own podcast now? I'm
1: I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You've got some experience with it, though.
1: No, I know, I know. This is awesome, though. I uh, I enjoy uh, serving the ecosystem, meeting people like yourself, and uh, you know, helping out CEOs and boards of directors uh, with their most you know trying to tackle their most pressing needs. So. This is a great opportunity, a great platform to get our message out.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about it, too. Uh, You know, I I host another podcast and you had been a guest several times. And, uh, you know, always my most favorite episodes because we're talking about life sciences. We're talking about the ecosystem, which we're uh, both totally immersed in. Um, But let's talk about a little bit on how why we decided to to start this podcast.
1: (sighs) Look, I. I think it's a it's a necessary communication tool that CEOs, entrepreneurs, uh, really want. Um, they're craving for information. This gives them that opportunity for us to to reach out to them. We have so much great knowledge uh, and experience. It's now time to give back and you know let them know what we what we're seeing in the market.
0: And we're talking to CEOs, you know, founders of companies. Uh, I call them influencers, which could be VC companies, you know, consultants, PR consultants are are always great. Um, And um, one of the things I've found in in talking to, especially some of the founders and CEOs, is they have the most amazing stories, you know, Mm -hmm. going from academia to becoming CEOs and just learning a little bit about what they've been through because, you know, we see them and we see them on LinkedIn or we see them, you know, in right. the, the business journal and, and uh, everything looks fantastic all the time. Right. But usually they've been through a lot.
1: Yeah. They're uh, they've been through the ringer. Right. So they generally come in as entrepreneurs into that life cycle um, of becoming a CEO. Uh, many of them are, it's their first time to the rodeo, if you will. Um, and they all have unique stories of, what is their why? Why are they getting involved? How did they become a CEO? Why are they pursuing a particular you know therapeutic area or a particular a company in their focus, right? they everyone is so unique. Um, it's really amazing when you're when you're meeting with them and listening to their story, right? Why did you get involved with it? Uh, no, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know I have no idea. It's, it's like what's their succession plan? They have no idea. They're just some of them are just faking it until they make it, right?
0: Yeah, it, so, it, it's true. And, uh, you know, it, because the skill sets are so much different, right? You know, becoming, uh, you know, in, in academia, they're focused on uh, um, the science of it all. Yeah. Right. Um, and then they have to go not only be a scientist, but they've got to be a marketing executive, a leadership role. I mean, it's it's yeah. a lot. It's yeah. What
1: we, what we tend to see here, it's not just in San Diego, it's across the board. I mean, from here all the way out to Boston, Cambridge, um, you know. Eight out of every ten is is a founder. They're a scientific founder. They know the science. They have very little business experience, and so they have a hard time communicating, especially to an investor. What is the business case? They tend to perseverate and talk and focus more on the science, talking about receptors and mechanisms of action. But you know, if you're going to convince uh, investors to write a check, you have to tell the business case. And unfortunately, about an eight out of every ten can't really do that. And it's their first time to see, you know, to, to the road as a CEO. So there's some, some real challenges to that.
0: So, and we're finding now, as, as you know, better than anybody that being able to express that message uh, to get that much needed funding mm-hmm. is so important, probably more important now than, than it's been. In yeah,
1: time. it is. I, I mean, you, know, you have the inherent market challenges <laughs> trying to raise money, which is, you know, more difficult than it was, you know, than let's say the, uh, the 2021 when, you know, m- people were spending money like drunken sailors, basically, right? <laughs> um, today's market, yeah, especially 2022 and early part of this year, uh, it was, it's super challenging. So, you know, money's out there, you know, there's a ton of dry powder, but frankly, investors are sitting on it convinced waiting to be convinced like why should i write a check yeah. right and I, there many times ceos just don't know how to communicate that message you know why are they pursuing something it's like why is it why should i uh, you know as an investor why should i write a check to you like first and foremost i, I write checks into people the team um especially if they're, they have no track you know track history uh, so they have to be able to communicate, like, why are they pursuing this? What's the you know, differentiation? Why is it so important? And frankly, how are you going to make money for me as an investor? Like, what is, what's my echo, right. exit? What's my liquidity look like? You know, when am I going to get my return on my investment? And many unfortunately don't know how to sort of communicate that message
0: because this is your space and, and you know this so well i want to hit on something that you just mentioned off uh, a little bit ago When well, i was in san francisco at the at the, the jp Morgan yeah sure in january right? yeah and
1: the annual trek
0: everybody was saying there's so much dry powder on the sidelines it's uh-huh. just going to take a little while to to get out to different people well it's been six seven months now that the dry powder has been on the sidelines I mean, when are we going to see it start to start to hit, or, or are we looking at a twenty four potentially?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, I still I would say the first half, uh, well, the first quarter, we were still you know pretty depressed on VCs putting money into the space. We're starting to see, at least in the second quarter, or just overall collectively, the first half of twenty twenty three. I I believe we've hit the bottom, which is great. So there's only one way to, to go and that's up, Lovely. Right? Yeah, right? And so um, I think we're seeing uh, in that first half, um, you know, valuations uh, have undergone a necessary reset. That was a big challenge. I think you're starting to see some money coming back in from uh, institutional investors, venture capital primarily into this space. Um, we're seeing more follow on offerings. Now, that's important because follow-ons generally tend to drive IPO market. IPO market and activity tends to help drive uh, private investment. So that's kind of the vicious cycle, right? So follow-ons, we're seeing some more coming on. IPOs, you're seeing some IPOs starting to be done. I really think the bolus uh, is going to be done probably in the first half of next year. Um, There's a big queue already of companies already lining up to do their s1 um filings meaning to to go public and then i i you know i think you're going to start seeing more and more private investments um starting to take place uh, across the board early stage mid stage late stage um so that's that's what i would say it's i'm excited about it and we can deep you know we can peel back that onion Anytime today, or certainly a subsequent one, I would probably prefer a subsequent one because there's just so much to unpack there. Uh, that boards of directors, entrepreneurs, CEOs need to know. How do I go out and raise money? You know, it's uh, it's super important. And what's that timing? Yeah. If I want to go public, or hey, I don't want to be a public entity. I just want to stay private. But I'm having difficulty raising money. Who do I need to go to? So we can we can unpack that.
0: Yeah, that that's. Episode two, maybe episode two <laughs> and three. Right, yeah, exactly. And
1: frankly, we can bring in some CEOs as you know, basically guest podcasters to say, "Hey, how is it? You is this is this your been your experience trying to raise money? People who have been maybe bring on a successful CEO who's, who's raised a Series A. Like, all right, what were the key success factors? Wh- what, how were you able to convince get a, one get a lead investor and then a, fill out the syndicate? Like." Uh, that's valuable information for CEOs who are struggling
0: yeah, to to I, do that. I'm interested as well to hear from them also just like, where's their head at right now? You know, when uh, the, the funding hasn't been there, uh, I don't know if people are still remaining positive. I think they are, you know, in, in the real estate space, which, which I'm in, we're seeing a lot of companies kind of kick the can a little bit and say, mm-hmm. we're just, you know, we're not ready yet. We're going to, we're gonna stay where we are. We're not gonna do what we uh, we thought we were gonna do. We're gonna, mm-hmm. you know, we'll reevaluate in, in January and, and see where where they are. Yep. So I'm interested to hear and you know, just again where are their heads at.
1: Yeah, what their heads are at are um, they're being told by their investors and by their boards, um, capital efficiency, extend the runway. Right, right. Right. Hey, when you can't raise money, um, you know prioritize your programs. Maybe you have to deprioritize some things or monetize, you know, dump some, some programs, uh, out license them or sell them off. Uh, what have you, but you're going to have to extend the runway, especially if you're not able to finance what you're currently trying to do. So, um, it's called capital efficiency. Use your money wisely, right? And uh, boards of directors are given guidance to management teams that way. Uh, Your lead investors, especially VC, you know, VCs are putting money into their current portfolios rather than or at least they're prioritizing putting it into their current portcos or portfolio companies rather than finding a new portfolio company to invest in. Mm -hmm. Right. They're trying to shore up what they've already invested in. So you start seeing, you know, more and more insider led rounds rather than new investors coming in.
0: Right, Right. That's
1: super important. So they're having to, you know, buckle down a little. Uh, especially when they're, they can't raise money or if they can't raise money and they still, you know, very much trying to progress this, they're looking at alternative um, avenues like, well, partner, let's go out and try to find some non-dilutive money via out licensing of our, or finding a co-development partner or something like that. Right. Right, So try to monetize, bring in money other ways rather than, uh, on the equity capitalization table, right? So uh, out license, or in some cases, many people are looking to, you know, MA. We've
0: hey, seen a lot of that lately.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. And you're even, even on the public side, you know, there's a ton of what you call negative enterprise value companies. That means that they have more cash than their market cap. <laughs> and, boards are just looking all right what do we have to do and then you hear this you know dreaded word of strategic alternatives that's code word for we're selling the company (laughs) um i know i love the word anyway but you know you so you see these public companies maybe they sit on nasdaq life science companies and they have more cash but they don't really have any value drivers in terms of clinical data coming up so you know you see their market caps coming up like two three five million dollars in there Maybe sitting on ten or fifteen million dollars of cash, you know the, the public markets aren't going to, you know, uh, sort of reward them for what they're doing. So the boards are saying, "All right, we have to find a buyer or at least a merged partner for this business." And so you're seeing more and more reverse mergers going on right now. So that's a private, privately held company merging into a public shell. And you know, frankly, at the end of the day, they're trying to drive uh, shareholder value for, for both parties, both the private and the the public. But we're seeing more and more of that. So there's a, you know, conserving cash, being capital efficient, but also then looking at strategic alternatives or at least other ways of bringing money into the company. So that's what these CEOs are, are trying to do.
0: It's so interesting to me and the the whole life science ecosystem in in Southern California is really interesting because you'll see these CEOs or founders that like they may exit a company for one reason or another. And then we'll, we'll see them, you know, within the community starting something else, you know, over the next few months. And uh, it's really that cycle, that life, that that you talk about.
1: Yeah, you, you do. You, you tend to see that. So that, you know, let's say the first time or the entrepreneur, first time CEO, they come in, you know, they're successful or not. And if not, they, I call them, they get repurposed, <laughs> um, right. but even on the successful ones, you know, they have a, a, a nice exit, whether that's an IPO um, or an M&A by a big pharma coming in, and you tend to see the CEO and its management team in many cases sort of just get recycled, right. and they find another company or a technology, they, they go in, and they do this again, and to me, one of the issues especially within the san diego ecosystem but i have seen this across the board in some of the other ecosystems that which are big in life science Um, i think we have a human capital uh, problem or issue there's a shortage of high quality ceos or management teams so there's a lot of first-time ceos coming in that you know many you know it's not about having passion but having the experience to be able to raise money, grow a company and build value in it so that ultimately it, it drives a liquidity event for shareholders. Um, and I, I don't see enough of those. And I think one of our objectives for this podcast is, is to help sort of educate and get our message out. What are we seeing in the market and how can we help you, Mr. Entrepreneur, Mrs. Entrepreneur, how to do this? Right, and sort of be a mentor, if you will. That's a to me one of the key objectives of this of this podcast.
0: I agree, and I think that the uh, the, the ecosystem, as we call it, is is so collaborative in the first place um, that there's uh, you know this will hopefully uh, I think you and I are both thinking this will be one of the uh, a great place to go to to get information mm-hmm. and to hear from you know some of the, the men and women and in in those roles. Uh, that have done some things and we can all kind of take something from them. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So I'm excited. Uh, Look, you know, it's going to be exciting. We're going to, you know, bring on some guest CEOs um, as well as VCs, uh, people within business development functions of large strategic biofarmers who are looking to fill their pipelines, uh, do licensing through licensing or M&A. We have access to a lot of people that we're going to bring on as guests uh podcasters here who are going to you know convey some really important information to the to other entrepreneurs and ceos and board members who are looking for craving information so i'm excited about it
0: me too and i think uh we didn't have enough time to talk about it today but we'll we'll do a whole another episode on you know some of the the lab space the real estate market that's really changed in southern california over the past 12 months and well, maybe we'll have some landlords and other real estate professionals talking about that as well. So I'm excited, David, too, about it. It's going to be great. And um, look forward to having you in the, uh, in the Cardiff headquarters again here next Thanks. week for, for episode two.
1: Thank you. I'm, I'm excited about it. Let's get this party started.
0: Let's go. <laughs>